you're um, lactose intolerant, right? Correct. How much? Not severely, but cheese. Yes. Do you think you would like literally die from if you ate it? No, nah, uh, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. You don't think you could do no. enough where you're, you would just literally your organs would no. shut down and no, be like, I don't think so. It's not like life threatening. It's just a, a pain. Do you th- do you think people who are very lactose intolerant could die from eating too much cheese? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You um, you know Jason Manzukas? Uh huh. The comedian. He is deathly allergic to eggs okay and like i mean deathly allergic like there was i remember he told a story one time they were on set and he used or something uh some food was given to him in a container that previously held eggs or something Uh and he like had to go to the hospital they like shut down shooting so is lactose intolerance it is an allergy but i feel like it's like that is a different thing where your like throat closes up. Do people have yeah. that with milk where their throat like closes up and they get hives and That's shit? That's a good question. Probably, yeah. I don't know. But is that the same? I mean, technically, you are intolerant to lactose. Right, it's just like a dietary case, like but pain. It just sucks. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. Good if question. you've ever or your loved ones ever died from eating too much cheese, uh, hit us up. Are you like a an attorney if you or a loved one is ever if you or a loved one is uh you may be uh you may be, eligible you, for you, compensation you maybe have right to compensation call benson bulig yeah the law firm 1-800 go fuck yourself the law firm of how many professional athletes do you think you could beat in a race Zero, totally uh, zero. I really think zero. Big four, big four sports. I mean, maybe, maybe like a forty-year-old kicker. Uh, Vinatieri is no longer in the league. That's what I'm saying. Is who's the oldest kicker in the NFL? Like Justin Tucker would smoke me in a forty. Smoke me, probably. Yeah, Absolutely. you're slow. Not- notably, yeah, notably, slow. incredibly slow. This came up because we were. The question was posed. We were discussing Ben Roethlisberger. I think I could beat Ben Roethlisberger in a foot race. Do you think I could beat Ben Roethlisberger no, in a foot race? You I don't, don't think, think so? No, I don't think so. You for sure mm. don't think you could. I don't know. Like, how fast? What kind of four do you think Ben Roethlisberger is running? Five. <laughs> Have you seen this guy move? Five oh five. I don't know. I think I could take him. I think I could get him. Let's I, try and set I it up. I think I can nick him. He's he said he's hanging it up soon. Probably. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, once he's done, he'll be available. He's going to be fucking around. Yeah. What is he going to do when he's done? Because he is not built for TV. No. I don't think he's got. He's got a face for radio. I don't even think it's that. I think he's got the brain for oh, yeah, not. He, yeah, he's also an idiot. <laughs> Big Ben's yeah. retiring. Big news from the NFL. Yeah, uh, I think, think that's big we, news. We anticipated it. We expected it, but it was not official. What are you? How will you remember Ben Roethlisberger? Has Ooh, he sold his that, reputation over the last like three years? No, the first thing that came to my mind was bad things. He did the thing to the lady, and he wrecked that motorcycle. Allegedly, or is that mm. pretty much just did it? Allegedly, allegedly, I don't really know. Uh, That's the first thing I just thought of. But he wrecked um, his motorcycle, almost killed himself that one yeah, time. That was crazy. Shot um, off the Super Bowl, bang. How will riding high? How will I remember Ben? Ro- I don't know. He just like. 
is gigantic and extended plays and has a big arm. I don't know. I think I'll remember him more for the bits and as a joke than yeah. as a good player. Yeah, unfortunately. Like being like, I'll remember how crammed his big fat face looked in that helmet for the last yeah, five years of his career. Yeah, he's got like 60 or 70 pounds of face. Just all one jammed in one, one helmet. See. Oh, what would that guy look like if he had to shave his beard? It'd be a bad scene for Ben, I think. A lot of chin, folks. A lot of neck. If you can, if you uh, if you can grow a beard and don't have one, what are you doing? It's the makeup for men. Yeah, you just look a little bit less ugly. Yeah, <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah, you're like maybe you're not. Don't have a big disgusting fat face under there. I'll never know. Yeah, almost always you do. Yeah, it might be coming around. Ben Roethlisberger, whatever, fuck that guy. Might be coming around on the system. The system. This guy. We're not even going to save it for. Not even going to save it for the Friday show. This guy. There were twelve games this morning and afternoon. I don't know. You went eleven and one against the spread. The one loss was one of the system. system, Yeah, but it looks like it's you know it's going to like three or four and one. Four and one this week, folks. Tail it. Here's the system. If, if, if you missed it, it's teams that covered last week playing teams that did not cover you the last week. You bet on the team that did Geniuses. not cover. By the way, uh, if you can't tell by the title, we're going to talk a little football for a minute. But the main event's coming later. We're talking our first round matchup of the Christmas bracket. Number one seed in action. We watched these movies over the weekend. Number one seed, Home Alone. The against, Blue Devils of the tournament. Against the 16 seed, Love Actually. What mid-major team would love actually be not good because i spoiler alert folks didn't like it movie sucks west didn't like it i still like it even though it's bad i think most of these movies are bad uh sorry it wasn't enjoyable bad for me it was kind of cringy weird bad didn't like it who's your mid-major team for love actually i don't maybe someone like uh put me on the spot who's 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 like an ugly like a not a up and down team uh, old school butler. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just like an unsexy like. They mud- can't have a Ooh. run though. Uh, Loyal is too good for them because they yeah, they kind of muck maybe. it up. Yeah, Loyal is maybe good. It's like comp, not enjoyable, bad. Yeah, a big fat Cameron Crutwig yeah. waddling around. Yeah, yeah, sure. Lions got the first win. Lions got their first win. They're not going to go winless. I'm happy. Dan for Campbell. Them. They did it after the the school shooting, which is very cool. Same with Michigan. Uh, we'll get to Michigan, but yeah, we'll talk uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was a crazy I game. I mean, the the Vikings are fuck. They're a joke. Couldn't happen to a better guy. They're unserious. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Kirk they're Cousins, an, suck it. An unserious franchise. Mike Zimmer, you're fired. Yeah, you gotta go. I think he was Don't trying try. to get fired. Maybe. The way they were coaching that game, he looked like he was throwing the game. Yeah, yeah, it was ugly, but I'm happy for him. I didn't want him to go winless. Yeah. Although they did ought to get a tie, but they're not going to win another game all year, probably. Didn't want him to go winless. Shout out Jared Goff. You took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Appreciate it. Episode that. 43? What is this? Yeah, 43. Troy Polamalu episode. That's a good one. I feel Darren like 43 has got episode? a big... Yeah, 43 has got some decent numbers. Uh, Polamalu's a Hall of Famer. Troy Polamalu. Yeah, good one. Nice hair. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of guys uh, from our childhood that are all-time greats that are retiring, um, Daisuke Matsuzaka retired mm, this I week. saw that. I only saw it because people were like, oh, look at Ichiro come out and greet him at the mound. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. I think uh, over there Ichiro's like 
a god. Might as well be Babe Ruth yes. greeting yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is great. It'd be like if Michael Jordan came out. He'd be like, that's kind of weird because he doesn't know he you, just, but like, it's pretty and cool. And he didn't even, he like gave him some flowers and just like, they kind of bowed to each other. I don't know what. Tis moment. And then they just walked didn't, off. They didn't, didn't like take to... a picture or like. Yeah, I'm sure they did anything. later. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know like at what point pregame that was or like. Yeah. Don't know. But Dice that was, K. That was Shout cool. out to the gyro ball. Yeah. I'll, I'll miss it. I've been watching a lot of Japanese baseball. Took lately. the lead by storm for like six months. Yeah. Gyro ball. World Series champ. Dice came out to Zaka. People forget. True. Uh, just saw before we started that Brent Venables is going to be the Oklahoma coach. Don't care. No. I think it's a significant downgrade. Yeah, probably. Doesn't get me excited whatsoever. Um, yeah, it's going to be a completely different type of team. It's going to yeah. be a defense-first type of team, think, which is kind of what you need to do in the SEC, as we've seen with, I guess, I not really Alabama I this guess. year. But you got to be able to be physical. Can't be candy-ass in the SEC and get away guess, with it. I guess, like, LSU, high-flying. Alaba- really Alabama last too. year, high-flying. Did they not also have good defense? Alabama this year, high-flying. The team with a good defense? Got their ass beat. Yeah, sure, maybe. But I think that is the route they're trying to go. But I mean, they don't have Oklahoma heading, caliber defenses. Heading to the SEC, right? Oh, definitely not. Heading to the SEC, I think that's the route they're trying to go. New identity in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, in theory, you're just good at both. Yeah, you're just both sides of the ball are really good, and then that's true. Good. If I'm the coach, I just want to get a lot of really good players. I think on my team on both sides. That's bold. I don't know if that'd work. Uh, it's a little something. I've been kind of drawing some stuff up, scheming. What if, if I we, was a coach. What if we scored a lot and didn't let them score? It could work. I don't know. It's crazy enough that it just might. Why does no one do it? Uh, I don't know. They're, I mean, we're really smart, and we kind of have an eye for this sort of thing. We're sort of – You think know, someone – It's hard for us to explain because we're someone, so, uh, so smart and such geniuses. You think someone would be able to, to scheme up, just score every time, and then don't let them score? Yeah, tackling – not getting tackled. Yeah. Little combo of that. I don't the know. The college football playoff. Uh, Michigan got in. You want to talk talk about Michigan? Uh, they totally fucked me. Um, <laughs> I bet the under. It was Impressive. the right bet. Uh, then at the end of the game, Jim Harbaugh thought that if they scored when they were up by what was there by thirty five thirty five to three thirty five to three. The total was forty four forty four, and they had the ball with Folks, two minutes left. Nobody had any timeouts. Wait a second. Do some quick math. 35 to 3. Total is 38. Or that's a total of 38 points. The total in the game is 44. What do we need to cover that or to hit the over in that? We need to touch down an extra point. Iowa has the ball. They end with 42 points. So whatever the math is. 42 was, to 3. Yeah. 45 yeah. points. Oh, yes. Correct. Iowa has the ball. Uh huh. And they maybe get one first down and then around the 40 or 45 right around midfield throw an interception mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's great it's that's great. great that's great for you i need out i was trying to score and get a garbage score to to ruin your under i thought it was awesome and then they came out and empty they came out they put in the backups and they're like hey little johnny and the jv team need to get some points we want to get them a drive here and I saw Harbaugh on the sideline. You saw after the game, I saw this today, that he's mouthing, we can get the number one seed at the start of that drive. Like, we got to score so we get the number one seed. Really? Did the thing of the committee's like, oh, man, well, we were watching the game, and we really liked that your second unit came in and drove that touchdown 25 yards at the end of the game. That's, that was the difference for us. What are you doing? The drive was probably six or seven or eight plays, and two plays in, you're like, Oh, they're scoring. 
you're f- I, they they didn't run they didn't run a single time i was sitting there watching it with you and i just i just saw it just melt away it was the most excruciating stuff i've ever seen they didn't seen. run once they threw it every single time they crazy. were i can't believe they weren't just running up to the line of scrimmage to fucking spike the ball to save time it was sad you would have thought they were down by four points and it was the national championship I'm sorry that happened to you. Jim Harbaugh, you're dead to me. Michigan football, you're dead to me. I hope Georgia beats you and pantses you on live television and spanks your little ass. I hope they get crushed. So they didn't get that two seed. They didn't earn them a two seed. They gave it to Bama. No, so, well, didn't earn the one seed. Oh, they, they, they did the one get seed. The two they got the two seed. They didn't get the one. They gave that to Alabama. Alabama, since the line open, the line right now is 13 and a half. Any lean early? I think Alabama. Yeah, like... I mean, not Cincy. No, no, no. Uh, I think if it was three touchdowns, then maybe I would think Cincy. But the Michigan-Georgia line, the 2-3 game, opened up don't care. six and a half. And now it's, Georgia. it's seven and a half now. It's moving full point through seven. I'll alternate line it. I'll bet it. What I'm not dead Michigan's to Michigan's dead to me. I'll never, never again. That's, it, was, it was, I had no skin in the game, nothing whatsoever. It was hard to watch. It was one of the worst beats you could ever have. It was hard to watch your your under forty four just melt away. It, it was, was tough. The right bet. That a team is scored, th- a team scored ne- three points. One of the teams scored that. three points. I lost the bet of the under. And the team scored a touchdown with no time left, and they were up by thirty points. Yeah, sorry about that. After the second first down, I was like, "Now they'll need it." Oh, now they'll need it. Nope, we're. Just going to be fucking assholes. Yeah, it was, it was apparent very quick that they were trying to score in that. Bush League. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Bush League. Do you want to talk about literally anything in the NFL? Not really. The Lions got the first win. We talked about that. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Rams beat the Jags. I don't know. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Who gives a fuck? Was he know. after the game hugging with his dad? Hugged his cool. dad. That, that game today probably got him another contract and as a backup or maybe a chance somewhere that's cool for him he was fired up about that i mean would you have gone for two if you were baltimore no pittsburgh fucking can't move the ball for shit i yeah. trust lamar yeah when you're the better team just yeah. probably tie it up i don't know whatever it I, seemed like they just want to get out of there they lost another corner on their team for the year shoulder injury he's done for the ravens uh marlon humphrey i think so that's bad yeah, um, the NFL is getting a little stale. Um, yeah. Now that the playoff picture is sort of firming up a little bit and these games are mattering a little bit more or they are a little bit easier or, to contextualize yeah. what they mean for the grand scheme of things, it'll get a little more interesting, but I don't know. We're also at the point where all these teams that suck have kind yeah, of given up. Either the games mean absolutely nothing or... Yeah, a lot of these teams have completely games. phoned it in at this Anything point. else you want to talk about before we jump into... Uh, we usually do our rankings. I don't think our rankings have nope, changed at all. they didn't change. Oh, uh, I change. guess we got to wait for the Pats to play tomorrow. Uh, they were in Patriots, our top Bills. four. But, they um, were fifth for me. Patriots-Bills play on Monday. The Chiefs are playing right now. Looks like they're going to win. I have them at four. That's going to stay the same as last week. Buccaneers won. The Cardinals won on the road. The Green Bay Packers were on by, so all of mine are the same. Yeah, I had the Pats at four. So, obviously, if the Chiefs win and they lose, that'll get flipped. But, yeah, other than that, Packers, Cardinals, Bucks at the right. top is... Move the Ravens down a couple spots, move the Rams oh. up. Like I, Yeah. Not too much not too much to discuss on that one. Pretty chalky week in the NFL. Yeah, it really was. 
You really don't think you could outrun any Jason Peters? I don't think. I don't know. I I just always err on the side that those guys are absolute freak shows and are just, you know, top 1% of the human race. Like, I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe like Yadier Molina. I could probably beat him in a race. He's I, I mean that guy runs like he's slow. got weighted weights in his shoes. Yeah, he's incredible. Probably I some know MLB catchers, probably some maybe some old pitchers. Yeah. Uh anyone that plays the field in baseball that's basically not a first baseman or catcher, probably not. No chance. Note there there are zero defensive players in the NFL I could beat in a race. Zero. Without even thinking about it. Yeah. No chance. Um, maybe, maybe some like Jason, like old, old Andrew, Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth, maybe him some old offensive lineman. I think I could take Ben. I think he doesn't want these problems. I think I got it for him. Let's, let's set, set it up, up, Ben. You coward. Let's just ask him to send us a 40 time and then see if you can beat it. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah drop a like if you want to see us run the 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do the combine next once the draft comes around. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this spring, I would hurt myself. This spring, we should do the yeah, combine. We should do the combine. That's going to happen. That's Put it in the cap. Put it in the cap. Um, TNF combine results coming soon. Yuck. Oh, God, that's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> if it's uh, too bad. I'm not going to If we look. embarrass ourselves. The good thing is, I'll beat you in like some speed stuff, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, you will. But like, I don't know about anything else. No, I think we'll all be losers, except for the people at home that uh, get to laugh at how inept oh, we are that'll be embarrassing we are so dusty anything else you're so talking about you're talking no i think it's, i think it's time for the films it's time to get into the movies folks it. it's the first round matchup 116 it's home alone and it's love actually we're gonna talk love actually first that's the first movie we watched mm-hmm. what do you have to say about it before we do that i want you to tell the people the thing, the list that we sent, that you sent me of like what we're thinking about during the movie, what we're not, I guess what we're grading it on, how we're deciding who is advancing. Um, I don't know. I think so. A big thing is rewatchability with Christmas movies for me. I don't think that's the end all be all of all movies, but I think when you're thinking of Christmas movies specifically, it's something that stands the test of time that you want to watch every year. And something that goes into that is the Christmassiness, I guess. You know, the warm, fuzzy, the family, the gifts, the snow, that sort of deal. Does it make you feel Christmassy type emotions? Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I guess how well is it age? Would you want to watch it with your family? That's something that I that I said. I think is important. I think family friendliness has a, a place in these type of movies and that means something different for everyone's family but yeah yeah we're gonna probably talk favorite scenes favorite characters things like that love actually i didn't think it was great uh, it was a delight to see alan rickman on my tv again alan rickman on my screen great. he uh i think he gives an okay performance <clears throat> and alan rickman's an incredible actor so we will see alan rickman in a better role in one of these movies that we'll watch Ooh, next episode actually will. he is die hard. hard he is he's the villain. one he's of the best incredible. villains in the history of movies True. so certainly won't be the best alan rickman we see on this list uh 
What do you think about? A lot of people say the first Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. It's just, just not really. I see no. a lot of lists where it's on there. No. Just speaking to Alan Rickman, no. Uh, there, uh, Christmas is pretty heavily featured for a portion of it, but sure. Every one of them isn't there Christmas in every yeah, single like movie because it's, it's a whole year. School. It's a whole like year. Go every time. Winter. This day for Christmas. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it got derailed. But so this movie came out in 2003. It's a rom com. Why did you not like it, Wes? What didn't hold up for you? For I guess? folks that d- haven't seen this movie, maybe you've seen movies like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, where there are 20 or 25 pretty. No- for this movie, there's not that many, but the the newer ones they really beefed it up. We'll say 15 very notable actors. I would say because this is a British focused movie, these people are all very big British actors. Very much so. That's true. Um, There's 10 or 15 big name actors or actresses that um, all have separate storylines, but in some way connect to each other and they weave the stories together. There's some sort of connection. This is this character's brother, but this is the teacher of this kid's, this character's child like it is weave the story together in a way and i don't know i just i don't didn't like any of the characters is that i didn't like any of them. any of them i don't think so so here's what i'll say bill nye who plays the rock star is delightful he he's my favorite great. i wrote down he's my favorite character he's great hilarious he's incredible the entire way through uh because he's very cynical but he finds love he has the typical you know old rock star wishes he'd actually not been so uh what's the word i'm looking for shallow and into material things his whole life which is he'd made some better relationship choices Mm -hmm. and basically he sort of works through those emotions throughout the movie until he eventually realizes that uh his friends are more important than his fame yeah um he's very funny best performance i wrote down the I didn't know his last name. I just wrote down the old old singer Billy, old artist Billy. Favorite for sure. Yeah, Bill Very Nye. Very funny. I think I'm saying that right. Bill Nye. He's in a lot of British movies. Um, yeah, he's great. I think Emma Thompson as the wife who gets cheated on is a great performance. That is very true. She, she does a very, very good, good job uh, in a movie that most of these emotional beats seem like they shouldn't really hit. That one hits. It actually hurts. You can kind of feel it. It's the that itself in its own little section. I would almost rather just see that as its whole movie. A hundred percent. When it's juxtaposed with the guy Colin, who's like going to Wisconsin and fucking girls, and that's like his whole bit, and that's like played up as like an Austin Powers scene, basically. And you cut to Alan Rickman's cheating on his wife and destroying his entire family. Right. It is hard to track that emotionally and that feel was- invested. That was my favorite part of the movie was her and I didn't love you mentioned he didn't wasn't great. I didn't buy Alan Rickman that much. He's in like a little the cheater role. Yeah, he's a little so they try to make him a little too uh uh they try to make the audience side with him a little too much, I feel. Like it, it basically seemed like he accidentally cheated yeah. on her almost. It's like he's yeah, like, like He's like, well, I guess I have to buy you this necklace. It feels like they shot more scenes and they needed to cut it down and there was some stuff missing. I don't know if that's true, but it feels like there were some pieces missing to that. We got to talk. Alan Rickman's character, after he's cheated on his wife, she hasn't found out yet. 
They go shopping together. So at that point, had they actually... Because we never see him actually cheat on her in the movie. So I don't know if they ever actually... I don't I don't know. Didn't we see... They danced at the party, but they were just danced. I thought we saw her like right after that, like in lingerie. I think I don't think they were together at that point. I think oh, she really? was just at her apartment by herself. I don't mm, remember. That could be. Anyway, anyways, not that important. He is shopping with his wife in this busy store, and she's off doing something else. And he's like hurrying this worker, trying to buy Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean, Rowan Mr. Atkinson, Bean. trying to buy a present for his mistress while shopping with his wife, which is. Rowan Atkinson is very funny. Rowan Atkinson is always very funny. Mr. Bean, he's very funny he in that role. Yeah, he, he does all says the bits very little. And takes and very really long. Steals the scene. Yeah, he's a physical comedian. It's very good. Very well done. But yeah, literally any other time of any Maybe other day. Choose another time to buy jewelry for your mistress than no. shopping with your wife. Maybe he just gets off on that. The way he was acting, he certainly didn't seem that. No, way. he, he was, was very stressed. stressed. Uh, yeah, buy that any other time of day, yeah. any other day of the week. So that was a good good storyline, good part, although it is unfortunate. Whatever. Good storyline, good part of the movie. I didn't understand Kira Knightley and the guy whose name I don't know. The guy from Walking Dead, the main guy at the beginning of Walking Dead. Um, that was the worst. Yeah, that one doesn't make any sense. And so basically he's in love with his best friend's they, girlfriend. The beginning at the very start of the movie, they get married and... His best friend is, yeah, in love with the girl he gets married, yeah. And he eventually professes his love to her out and, in the street. He says, hey, tell him oh, this carols. Oh, Both of know. these movies, there's a theme that I wrote down that people somehow can't discern people's voices over a speaker versus people's actual voices. We get to that in both of these movies. It's like, I mean, you can't those tell. things, especially in 1990 and 2003, could not sound any different. It's like, oh, those sound like professional-grade people know. on a speaker. That's weird. That so this movie has like the is the, uh, is the movie with... He knocks at the door, and she opens it, and he tells her to be quiet because he has a bunch of, like... Cue uh, cards. Cue cards, a bunch of big poster boards that he writes on and he takes it one at a time and has this message for her and she just reads it and and they're supposed to keep quiet because his best friend who he she is married to is just upstairs watching tv i didn't know that was from this movie i'd seen that scene before that is the worst shit i've ever seen in my life it doesn't make any sense and then he walks away and then she chases after him and kisses him and she's like all right see ya yeah yeah that's a weird one that's a weird one. I don't know what to make of that. She stops and be like, wait, no, and kisses him, and then just sends him off and goes back to the, her, his best friend in you the house. you got to think all the hangs after that are a little little strenuous. <laughs> got to be some awkward hangs after that. messages here. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. That one made so no sense. There's a the few worst. of these a few of these storylines that we could have cut out and maybe made a better movie out of. I don't know. Um, similarly bad... Uh, the guy who falls in love with the Portuguese maid, they didn't speak, and he asked her to marry him. Uh, Colin Firth's character, he gets cheated on. He's a writer, so he goes to France to get away and write. So he has this maid, and she's Portuguese, doesn't speak any English, but they're together every day, and he drives her home every day, and uh, apparently they fell in love without speaking to each other. And then he, in in a week, in weeks... Learns enough Portuguese mm-hmm. to fly to Portugal 
Yeah, and I guess it would have to be because it's Christmas then. Yeah, in the very beginning, it says five weeks to Christmas. Yeah, so and then like two weeks later, it'd be in like two or three weeks. He learns enough Portuguese to fly to Portugal. Yeah, <laughs> he just I guess he has her address. I don't know. He just flies yeah, in. I don't like, know how he knew where she lived. Just going to find her. Portugal, small place. Yeah. Just wander around, ask yeah, around. I don't know. Ask, that was awful. Made no sense. About as much sense as the, the best friend love triangle awful 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 uh that made a little more sense there's a little bit more of a normal like i don't know star-crossed lovers we shouldn't be together it's fuck it i'm just gonna go for it whereas that other thing is like this is kind of fucked up for your friend at least that it's like you know me and you whatever crazy kids let's just give this thing a shot i've seen that in a movie before that's a thing that's a little more realistic although very dumb uh Quick rule of thumb that you see in a lot of movies that I just can't imagine anyone would like. Don't ever profess your love for someone loudly in a public place to a lot of people around you. Don't ever do that. Nobody's going to appreciate that. Nobody likes that. It's just really awkward. It's very uncomfortable. Don't do um, it. Do that shit in private. Yeah. Maybe a nice intimate moment together. Yeah. It's it's Everything's not about you. It's about you too. Let's don't, talk. Don't ruin everyone else's day. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. Let's talk Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, yeah, Liam Neeson is maybe the worst crier on camera I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. What the fuck was that? Oh yeah, it's not very good, Liam. This is not one That's of Liam's not his lane. Better roles. You see why he went to uh, stiff killer murderer, yeah, murderer roles killer. strictly yep. after this. Yep, I buy it. Uh, uh, what? What do you think of the? So his storyline is his wife has passed away at the beginning of the movie and he is raising her son, his stepson. So it's Liam Neeson and his stepson basically through the whole movie. And their storyline is he has a crush on this girl at school. So he's going to try to learn an instrument and be in like the band with her or something. And he, Liam Neeson kind of coaches him through it a bit and helps him to, to do that. So I think the performance from Liam's a little weak there, but in general, uh, if we're talking Christmassy, heartwarming, warm fuzzies, that's probably one of the better ones. One of the stronger through lines of the movie. Uh, I could do with a little bit more of them, a little bit less of Colin Firth and uh, Kira Knightley. Agree. Uh, it was very sweet. The little boy does a very good job. I, I thought he was good too. Was there any connection... What what was the? I wrote down love a good Titanic watch with dad. What was the deal? Why were they watching Titanic? I think was that like they're just learning about love, dude? They're just, just they're learning just about love going in the in the playbook. Uh, I think much like this movie, and that was just yeah, that's just the exact playbook. Just treat just, her exactly like Jack, and just, be a little creepy about it. And uh, just, much like this movie, all your all your love advice take it from movies. It's, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, that's what I do. Rock solid. It's going well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. He is trying to get my probably my favorite favorite uh, storyline favorite relationship was can never remember his name and his secretary Alan Rickman no the prime minister oh Hugh Grant Hugh Grant that's the best yeah that one's good too because it makes sense like uh, that's the thing with all these movies like this and why all the other ones suck it's like I just want to watch. Two of these. I don't need these four other ones. You're ruining it. Yeah. You're ruining it. You're just, it's just makes it, it's inevitably going to be watered down. Yeah. Yeah. A lot um, of funny bits, though. 
Uh, Billy Bob Thornton with a good cameo as the president. As, as president. A as giant a, scumbag. Yeah. Dickhead. He was good. He was good. Um, we left most of this out. The story, they were not that into the movie, but there's a few scenes with these two people that are stand-ins for a porn shoot. Martin Freeman is one of the actors. He plays Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies. Hilarious. Yeah. I could have done a whole movie of that. Funniest shit in the entire movie. Yeah. Outside of maybe like the bit with the Brit going to the US. Yeah. That was that's really stupid. Both things are, but oh man. Killed me. Yeah. Every really good. And they have to <laughs> So they're like this a porn shoot is setting up lighting for their uh shoot and these two are stand-ins. So they have to mime they're miming all these mm-hmm. porn activities. Use your imagination, kids, and just like having How's the weather? Just small talk. Yeah, it's weather. very like. Oh, sorry. That, oh, didn't did I did I brush you there? My bad. Uh, it's really funny. They do a really good job. Very well done. Martin Freeman's a funny actor. He's in a bunch of great stuff. He's in Sherlock. Also, he's excellent. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, I have Rebecca Thompson. She was or uh, Rebecca Thompson. Emma Thompson. She oh, was. Yeah. She was delightful. She was. She probably the best it. performance. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Grant's pretty good. Like Hugh, um, Hugh Grant's is good. Bill Nye's good. Who plays the old yeah, rock him, him star? Yeah, or Emma Thompson, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. As far as like, you were talking like rewatchability. I don't want to watch that again, probably ever. I think I've watched it enough. I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. It is incredibly stupid. There's a lot of big, memorable moments in it, I feel like. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a nice warm blanket of dumb shit for me. Yeah. There's a lot of dumb, bad Christmas rom-coms. This is right up there with any yeah, of them. Yeah, definitely one of them. Um, wouldn't watch it with my family. Uncomfortable. Yeah, a lot of portions. sex innuendo. A lot of sex innuendo. Sometimes just naked folks. Yeah, there's some doing some bare tits. There's some more than once mild nudity for the, for the, for the kids. Pretty rated R, which yeah. is strange. What is it? Is it rated it, R? It, it's almost it has with to as be. many fucks and tits. It's got to be rated yeah, R. I don't think so. Um, not a family movie. I didn't. Uh, I suppose it was fairly Christmassy. I mean, the entire movie there's a countdown to christmas but that doesn't really well i think it's a lot about finding love and yeah, loving yeah. the people around you on christmas and loving yourself and I think it's... and working together with others and i think helping others is a huge theme throughout the movie yeah i think those are all I would agree, but I don't think it has anything to do with Christmas. I think it just happens to be... Well, those things have to do with sure. Christmas. I mean, they I go hand in hand, I suppose. And it is framed at the end, like the big third act final is a, like a Christmas program for this kid that's trying to impress this girl. Like, that's the end, basically. Like, I would say this movie has more to do with Christmas than the next movie we're going to talk about. Maybe. There's really so almost these movies no... Surprisingly, like, there's not that much Christmas There's in not that. a ton of Christmas-related stuff, really. It's very tertiary. It's basically just the time the of setting, year that's happening. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite scene? Man, I really like the stand-ins for the, uh, 
for the porn shoot. I thought that was really funny. I think my favorite scene though has to be when the Brit goes. Colin goes to the wherever goes to Wisconsin, and it's just this bit about how British guys, all American women, think they're super cute and funny, and everything they say is just hilarious, and that they're more attractive in every way. And these there's like four or five just supermodel women falling all over this guy and how they how they do it is, is really funny I th- that was probably my favorite yeah because it escalates he's like well we are gonna have to sleep naked we're all gonna have to sleep in the same bed um and actually bed. we have another roommate she's the pretty one she, they're all like models <laughs> they're all gorgeous uh yeah it's very funny it's hard to it's describe so strange within the context of the other stuff it that's makes no in the sense movie. in the movie his entire th- who is he? I don't even. Uh, he's a waiter. He was a waiter. So he was a at waiter the at the wedding, yeah. and then his other guy, his friend, the uh, whatever his friend's name is, I don't know if they even say his name. He works on the porn shoots, right? So there's the connection. Very there. very loose tie. Pretty loose, and it makes no sense. Yeah. So that seems very funny, although it was inconsequential the entire movie, but very funny. What was your favorite scene? So. Um, I'm a little impartial to when, for a little bit more of a sweet tone, when Hugh Grant's knocking on all the doors and he finds the girl and they go backstage and they, I think that's all very well done. That's sort of at its best when all the storylines are sort of weaved together. It all makes sense. They all all meet up at the end kind of, um, you kind of get the geography of the scene, where people are going, where people stand and it all kind of works. Um, so I'd probably I'd probably say that. Yeah. If I wasn't if yeah, that that would that would be my probably second answer. It is it is basically the big tie in of the third act. You got yeah, Alan Rickman and his wife, their kids are there. You've got the movie could have ended there, but then you get Alan Rickman and his wife sort of talking about that, and then you get Colin Firth going to get married, and then the chase through the airport, the chase through the airport with those incredibly slow cops that can't run down that small child. We, we got some of that in this other movie that we're going to watch too. How you just chasing a kid and can't catch up to him? He's just not making any ground for. He's four foot six for for multiple multiple <laughs> yards. Yeah, I don't get it. Meters, if you're over meters, British meters. Yeah, good accents. Um. Worst scene? The chalk with a bullet. Oh, it's got to be. Kira Knightley. It has to be the, the cue the cards. cards. Yeah. It's so brutal. It's oh, rough. It makes no sense. No, it's so stupid. What he says is the craziest shit ever. It makes no sense. And it's, it's like, like speaking in riddles. It's like kind of iconic, too, which is yeah, so fucking I know. sick. It's so sick. Some people just As have it was no idea. You're like, oh, here's know. the famous scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. It's weird. It's weird. It's Very fucking strange. You're a creep. It's creepy. I also think that uh, Andrew Lincoln, who's the guy that plays him, looks a little creepy too. He does. He has a weird sort of ghoulish He's look in, to him. Uh, it's, this, is, this is a yikes to me that I know this. I think he is in the movie What Women Want with Helen Hunt and uh, Mel Gibson, where you can hear all women's thoughts. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, No. I, I think my mom really likes that movie. Uh, not seeing I've it watched on, with her. Not seeing it on it's, his. It's okay. It's kind of interesting. I think he's in that. He's also a weird, like, creep, sleazy, like, best friend of the main character in that. He is kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, overall, not no, great. Yeah, this no, movie's no. a 16 seed for a reason. You lost. I don't, Spoiler alert, guys. It's not going to be no. the one also, seed. Also, I would like to apologize 
to all listeners and myself that I had to watch this. This should have been I'll Be Home for Christmas, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel smash Christmas hit. That's on me. I didn't bring it up in the Seed show. That's on me. It's I've on never me. heard of that movie. Might just watch it for fun. It's kind of nice. Maybe. I've never heard of it. That's on, Hand up. That one's on me. Yeah, we had a lot of people angry about movies got left off. Sorry, Good. there's only 16 spots. Good. I don't know what to tell you. I don't Good. know what to tell you. Whatever movie was in this slot, it wasn't going to win. No, probably not. None of the movies we left Anything off were going to win movie? this matchup. Um, I gave it a 66 out of 100. Lower. Or no. Lower. 69 out of 100, I think. Lower. I would go like 45. Wow. It's not that bad. Dude, it's not good. It's not that bad, though. But, but like it's 45, a, somewhere in that range. Mid-40s would be my range. So rating. it's an F? Well, I mean, the scale is 1 to 100. Yeah, 100% an A+. Plus, well, zero. We're talking like on our on our report cards here? Are we talking? I don't know. That's how I take it. No, I mean, like, it's just a mid... There are many, many things worse than that. It's a okay. 45. Okay. 45. Okay. Didn't like it. Not going to probably ever watched again okay didn't enjoy it too i'm gonna watch it every year it sucks but i love it folks if you haven't seen it it is worth a watch you could do worse for sure but i'm not gonna watch it again it's kind of funny kind of sweet they're fucked up it was it's a a great movie to sit around with friends and be like that's fucking stupid it is a lot funnier than i thought there's a little value to that really laugh out loud parts yeah i thought it was pretty funny yeah very funny very good well not very good but you know all right, let's get into the main event. Yeah, the one seed. It's Home Alone time. The Titan. Kevin McAllister and the fam. What's your connection to this movie, Wes? How many times do you think you've seen this? I've seen this movie um, 28 years old, at least once a year since I was eight, so at least 20, 50 times, 40 times, 45 times. I've probably seen this movie three times. I just didn't watch it when I was a kid. You didn't, didn't watch, watch it until... I didn't watch it until I was probably... I think I might have watched it when I was in like high school or middle school at one point, maybe. I don't really know. I maybe watched it like at school or something. But no, never really have memory of watching it until I was like in my 20s. Yeah, which is crazy to me because you t- you're two years younger than me. Yeah, no, it I'm, was... I don't know how you missed it. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I think... I don't know. I don't know. Just never watched it. Just wasn't in my wasn't in my repertoire as a child. Yeah. Just one that one that missed me. I don't know. Fair enough. What year is this? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Okay. Um, anything that stands out right away? What's your jump right into? So John scenes? Hughes, incredible writer director of the eighties. He wrote this movie or eighties and nineties. Wrote a lot of your favorites. He wrote this. Um, so the story itself is for a kids movie. It's great. It's every little kid's dream. It hits it right on the nail. You want to be home alone. You want to be grown. You want your snot-nosed brothers and sisters to leave you alone. Give me my independence. And he gets it. Um, it's a great movie. It's heartwarming. John Williams did the score. Who did the score for Star Wars and Jaws? Underrated. And every Very other good. great movie. The score in this movie is fucking incredible. incredible. Yep. It carries the movie really. I think it it lifts it up in some spots that really aren't that great. Um, I think I'm probably lower on this movie than a lot of people. Mostly probably just because I didn't watch it when I was a kid. And watching a child's movie that you've never seen as an adult, kind of just weird. not going to connect with it as much. Yeah. Kind of weird. It's. 
just going to look more like a kid's movie to you than something that you love and have a deep appreciation for. Yeah. Um, basically, the movie, anything like pre... I guess it really starts when the with the scramble to the airport. I guess you can... Well, so the thing that sets it all off is that he has the... The whole family's there, and he has the bad night, and he spills the right, right, soda right, 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 yeah. and the milk and shit, and everyone makes fun of him, and everyone yells at him, which gets in trouble. sets gets up him to the- saying that he wishes that his family didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, a few things from that night. Very weird that everyone... Was it common? Is it... That there was just a police officer in their house, like, checking on stuff? Just like, get out of our house. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, no, it's very bizarre. Get away. Uh, I think... We're good. Yeah, it's it's very weird. It creeps me out. It's He's very just standing strange. there. I, I feel like there's just got to be better ways of you casing a house. Don't do that. How did he get inside? Who let him inside? I have no idea. I just knocked on the door. Seems and- like it would have made more sense if he had... But I guess you can't do all the fun shots of all the kids. Right, right. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, and he's like trying to stop For the them sake all, of the movie, the it's great. Yeah. It's very sure. funny. It's a good bit. Makes sense. Um, how about uh, they order 10 pizzas and they pay like 120 bucks for it in Chicago for delivery? 1990s prices, dude. True. That's a good point. Suburbs prices. That's true. It was 30 years ago. Good price for pie. Good yeah. price for pizza. Um, not a lot really struck me before like the scramble for the airport uh, outside of uh macaulay culkin's little brother kieran culkin who is in succession oh, actual little brother it's his actual little brother who is it? he kieran culkin who's in succession he plays uh the kid that went to bed fuller yeah he plays fuller how do i know that uh yeah he's fuller and he's very funny and like his, that was he, his little brother he uh yeah he's probably more he's more successful than macaulay now he's yeah probably big dick succession so uh that's fine. top two role for Kieran Culkin probably. Yeah. Just wanted to shout he him out. He was good. He was he's funny in it. Um, they leave. I so the movie takes place in Chicago, and when they leave, their what what happens? Their power goes out. Flips. Yeah, the power goes out because there's a storm and a power so they, line. So goes the down. alarm clock goes out. So they oversleep and they're scrambling to the airport and. From their house, they say they have 45 minutes to get to their flight. You're not making that fucking Folks, flight. Folks, you missed it. From where they live, uh, it doesn't specify where the actual house is in Chicago, that we know where it's at, how far they are from the airport. I don't know if it's... You mentioned... Pre-9-11. It, pre-9/11 you, you just, they just let you walk They're on They're going planes. to Paris, though? You got to go through customs, I think. You got to go through some extra shit. 45 minutes You're not from get, house? And they got 20 people in their group. Yeah. It's and they're all kids. Happen. They're got to check bags. They're going to Paris. Not Folks, happening. You missed the flight. No. You missed it. They're Didn't not getting on time. that plane. Unrealistic. Bad movie. Yeah. Stinks. Also, Throw it in the garbage. Also, I realized he was like in the attic. Wouldn't he have woke up when everyone's he mad, mad dashing around? It would have been an incredible amount of hustle, bustle, and noise. He just would have woke up. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of shit like that in this movie that's like... It seems like there could have been an easy fix, a little easy little one shot. And I understand you got to make a movie, you got to right. make it tight. Right. You could have very easily probably thrown something in there to explain that. I guess maybe in the attic it's quiet. I don't know. Do they say what Mr. McAllister does? Peter McAllister does for a living. Dude's fucking loaded. Whatever he does. Dude's That's got a, an incredible house in 
Chicago. I don't know what they actually say, the town of the suburb. And pays for four first-class flights and 11 other people to go to Paris. He pays for all of it? Do they say that? Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is five figs. Yeah, that's not a cheap trip. Yeah, what's Mr. Mac into? I don't know. Do we figure... Why are they in New York in the second? I guess we'll talk about that. We shouldn't talk about that yet. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what he does for a living. It's incredible. So, one of my favorite scenes, underrated scene, is when he wakes up when they're all gone. And it's so still, and it's so calm, and it's so quiet. He's calling all their names. He's calling all their names. It's kind of eerie. It feels like it's got like a snow day type of energy to it. Love that scene. It is very good. Yeah. And as you you mentioned, the score really, it is very still, but there's like little pieces of the score that kind of push it along too, of him being very isolated. And I guess he he comes to the conclusion that there he just made him disappear. The other thing, how old is Kevin McAllister? Do we think he? Uh, we know he's eight. Really, he seems small for eight. He's um, eight years old. You would just freak out if you were a little kid. You would absolutely lose your fucking shit. Yeah, you'd melt down. If I was eight years old, yeah, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, in theory, I'd be like, "This is good," and then do you know how to do laundry at eight? No. <laughs> Fuck no. And also, <laughs> do you not do you're, not, you're not going to do laundry as an eight-year-old. Of all the things that are on my list, I'm not doing Dude, any he's laundry. Girl, he's a mature eight. Even then, you just like... my. That's the whole thing of your parents not being home is that you don't have to do anything. You cannot shower and brush your teeth for a week and eat ice cream for every meal. At some point, you got to get your stuff together. You need some fresh clothes. Eventually, the ice cream just isn't so sweet. Eventually, Anyways. sleeping in every day is it's not that great, you know? They figure it out. And I thought one of the weirdest scenes that I've never been able to understand. They figure it out. They get to Paris, and they start calling around. And they finally get the local police department or something on the phone. The lack of urgency by the local police department in in this situation is so bizarre to me. They're like mocking her that they want want them to go check on this 8-year-old boy stranded at home. It's like they didn't fully understand what was going on. I feel like it was a bigger situation than they were leading on. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I think I get what they were kind of going for, I guess, because she doesn't explain the situation, really. She just says he's at home. Could you go check on him? Um I think if they lived in a different part of Chicago, it would be better where there was like actual stuff the cops are doing as opposed to where they live, where the cops aren't doing anything anyway. So it doesn't really make sense that they would let it be. Yeah, that scene's kind of weird. It kind of doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's just a lazy way to fill in a plot hole of why he never gets checked on. Yeah. Yeah, didn't really understand that. Um, Anything else from there? So what what would be your ideal eight-year-old home alone? What would you do? What would you do like the first day? He watches movies and eats ice cream. Yeah, I, I mean, have no idea what I would do. I don't know either. Like at eight, I'm not like, like I can't cook. Firing up something to cook. I'm um, not. I don't know if I know. Uh, he does order anything. a he does order a pizza. It well, that's the thing. I feel like I would be scared to talk on the phone. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, that's the thing. I. If I was stranded home alone where I lived, I'd have 
absolutely nothing to do. Like, yeah, I need same, people around. Same. I'd have fuck all to do. Yeah, I guess play video games, right? Yeah, I'd play a lot of video games. Watch. Uh, I'd watch TV. I'd stay up way too late. Uh, That's the thing. At some point, like, you're like, maybe I'll do che- some, che- some laundry. <laughs> like Cheetos for breakfast. Yeah. And then, then I'd then I'd probably get pretty bored. I'd probably want want someone to hang out with at yeah. some point. Yeah, I think one of my favorite scenes from the movie, and it's a thread through both of these, the first and the second movie. He does this multiple times, and the first one is using the movie and like fast forwarding and pausing and playing to talk to the pizza delivery driver, and later when Marv is at the door, um, and then he does it again in the second one. I think that's a very cool. Although, then again, to guys, nitpick, much like the scene guys, from Love Actually, how can you not tell? There's just no way. And on top of that, this fake movie, which I was sad when I was older to find out that Angels with Filthy Souls, not a real movie. They made it just I for this. I asked during this, like, is this real? Which is a weird detail that they did. Yeah. Um, if it's supposed to be a 1950s, on top of that, the audio would sound like this whenever the guy is talking. Yeah. There's just no shot that would ever fool you, no, but it's a children's not. movie. And that's one thing about a lot of these movies that I think is important when we're grading them out. It's like, just because it's a kid's movie and it's lazy and it sucks doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, oh, it's just a kid's movie, which is kind of unfair when you're doing like Love Actually versus this movie. This movie gets all the passes because it's like, oh, it's a kid's movie. So you're like, oh, not that this would lose to Love Actually, but I think in certain situations when we do movies like this, can't let it off the hook you can make a kid's movie that's also well made you know yeah i think you're probably as you mentioned overly critical of it because you didn't watch it when you were a kid i would say i think i'm gonna be just as critical of all these movies that i watched even when i was a kid like i don't know there's just stuff wrong with this movie it's not perfect and you can love it and it can be one of your favorite movies and that's also fine yeah both of those things can be true. What did you think of when you first watched it, and I guess on this rewatch of our, of our local neighborhood cat burglars, Marvin Harry? They're the best part of the movie. Yeah, they're absolutely the best part of the movie. Yeah. It's not even close. Oh yeah, I mean Joe Pesci's one of the best actors to ever live. I think he could play any role you give him, and he would just burn a hole in the screen with how good he does, how well he does. He's incredible. Uh, they fit that perfect bill of them being kind of stupid, which you need from villains in a kid's movie. They're kind of doofuses. I guess oh, yeah. Marv is more the doofus than... Very much. Uh, yeah. What's Joe Pesci's character's name? Uh, Harry. Harry. Yeah, Marv is more the doofus of the group. But he, he's also believable, uh, Joe Pesci is, that is. like You buy that he could rob houses... Because he's Joe Pesci. Um, he's obviously been in all the most famous gangster movies you've ever seen, a lot of them. So you really buy him as a criminal, mm-hmm. and he manages to keep it very lighthearted. They're yeah. the best part of the movie. It's not even close. Yeah, 100%. Um, I will say, if we're going on performances, um, I also thought Macaulay Culkin. Obviously, this has made him like a household name, and he was. I thought he was incredibly believable and very good in his role too as like a scared at times but also like overconfident kid in the face of everything happening in the movie i thought he was very good the interaction with him and the 
woman working the register at that that store when he's buying all this. No, wait, I got a coupon for that. For the kid, hey, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. You, you ever try these frozen meals? I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. He got a coupon for that. He's so he, he was very good. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, I think sometimes, and I don't think any of this is ever his fault. I it, they get say. a little cute with it. They get a little. Uh, I don't know. The dialogue's a little too cute for me. It gets a little it gets a little choppy. Like, hey, let's zoom in on McCulkey. Let's say something quirky and sort of derail the they pacing do, of the whole scene. They, they do really, that a lot. They a few times will do like very, very over the top like reaction. He'd do like a Jim Halpert like, oh brother, look yeah. at this or like sort his, of thing. Yeah. Which is not his fault. That's more the movie's fault. I mean he's eight years old, so yeah. how much can you really blame him? But yeah, uh, obviously, he's fine. He's pretty good. It's whatever. He's he's, he's pretty good. Um, I would say one of my favorite scenes. They do it a few times um, when he's first realizes home alone, uh, combing his hair in the mirror and singing. It's iconic, yeah, incredible. It's iconic. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Good yeah. stuff. Um, Puts the aftershave on. Great scene. Here's a little little derailment. Chris Columbus directed this movie. Mm-hmm. He directed this and Home Alone two. He also directed the first two Harry Potters, which mm-hmm. is a better which is a better twosome of movies. For you, I mean, I'm a huge Harry Potter. You are. You're a huge Home Alone fan as well. Uh, I mean, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. But I'm not like. I mean, probably. Just for like childhood, I'll go Harry Potter. Yeah, I would probably lean Harry Potter too. I would probably also lean that. Yeah, it's it's late. It's late. This podcast and shit takes it out of you. Yeah, not for everyone. Um, uh, another quick note: he goes into Buzz's room and breaks down the the his shelves. Uh, quick thing: we noticed he's a young kid in Chicago has a poster of both Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan in 1990, which was literally the year that the Pistons beat the Bulls. And won the finals, and then the next year the Bulls beat the Pistons. Pick a side. Uh, you can't have a poster of Isaiah and Mike in your room in Chicago in the 90s. 2004, there's no kid with an A-Rod and a David Ortiz poster. It's just not a thing you do. Pick a side. They hate each other. Yep. Uh, bad production design. Yeah. Some fucking nerd put those Figured signs out. up. Um, let's see. Yeah, Isaiah poster. Um, let's see. The, I mean, obviously rewatchability, 10, 10 out of 10, I would say. I probably watch it at least, say at least once a year. I'm not sitting down to watch it every year, but I think it's very high. Um, Ooh, uh, before we get into this, John Candy comes in off the bench and steals this whole fucking movie as Gus Polinsky, the poker king of the Midwest. He absolutely burns the place down. Yeah. Gives a Jamal Crawford-esque performance, comes in, puts up fucking numbers. Heats up dips. off the bench quick. Yeah, yeah. best performance, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and John Candy is Gus Polinsky, Polka King of the Midwest. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I will. Another thing that I was kind of confused by, she ends up making her way to, I think, Dallas or somewhere in... And then maybe flies north to... Says she was in Scranton. I don't know if that's Pennsylvania, I Yeah, guess. Pen- I thought it was Pennsylvania, maybe. Uh, where she meets Gus Polinski mm-hmm. and and the Poker King of the Midwest hitches a ride, kiss me Polka, K- hitches a ride to Chicago 
couldn't she just rent a car? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. She's Maybe, like trying to fly, I think, be faster. She hadn't slept in forever, which would be weird to try to drive 12 yeah. hours. I don't know. Um, maybe she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't for some reason. They were out of rental cars. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Another, uh, also from thing. Scranton, Pennsylvania to Chicago. She probably wanted to get there that day. Probably wasn't going to happen if she drove. Right. Um, probably would have been quicker to just wait for a flight, I guess. Yeah. Give her the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, another quick thing. The guy who saves him at the end, the shovel guy who doesn't talk to his kid uh-huh. and they meet at the... He should sue everybody. Why does everyone think that he killed somebody? Yeah, what's the... I mean, that's libel, slander. I mean, you just live your whole life. It's like, yeah, I guess people just say I killed somebody. I just They're live the, with it. He, he finally meets him in the church and starts talking to him before the uh, the big robbery and the fighting off of the... The final battle. battle. Final battle takes place. And I wrote, the, I wrote this quote, and he says, there, there's a lot of things going around about me. We're just going to accept that people think that you're a murderer? Probably stand up for yourself. Just cool point. with it. Maybe he actually is a murderer. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like something a murderer. I know a lot of say. people think I did some stuff. Did you should you, probably convince them that you didn't do that. Did you do some stuff? Did you? Yeah, he ends up saving. Anyways, I want to get to the big battle. Anything, Obviously, anything? the most iconic scene in the movie. For anything sure. Before uh, no, there? no. I mean, this is this is it. We've we've reached the pinnacle. Uh, I thought it took him a very short amount of time to settle this up. Yeah, it's he basically forgets what time it is, comes home, and it's all set up in what um, seems like five minutes. Um, let's see. Favorite I think they very. Favorite? I think they definitely could have sprinkled some scenes in of him setting this up throughout the movie. They very easily could have just sprinkled in some like. Oh, there he is setting up those ornaments, or oh, like the very first time that he sees the burglars, if he's writing out a plan, and they could just sprinkle a little thirty seconds in here and there of him rigging up those paint cans, da da da, and it's all ready to go at all times, basically. Yeah, I think the only thing about that is he doesn't know that they're gonna try to break in at some point. I mean, maybe I feel like put he it does, together, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they come to the back door. I think he knows. Yeah, but once he hears them talking, we'll come back at 9 o'clock. He just knows. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, you would think it just took too short amount of time to set up. Um, Favorite, least favorite, booby trap for the... Hmm. I would say... (laughs) I mean... The... Right off the bat, him getting shot in the cock with a pellet gun. <laughs> that is maybe the most painful thing that Ow. happens. I mean, that guy's balls just don't work anymore. Ooh, ooh. I do want to say, before we do talk that, they, the two burglars, Marvin and Harry, call themselves the Wet Bandits. The After robbing someone, clogging the drains with rags and flooding <laughs> their entire house is some of the cruelest shit I've ever heard of in my life. Makes you really believe they're real sickos. They rob all their shit and then clog the drains and flood their entire house. That's fucked up. Adding insult to injury. Yeah, that's like, fucked up. I mean, is there something more cruel? I, I, very fucked up. Anyways, the tar on the steps is... You would just like no right-minded person would approach it the way that Marv approaches it. Yeah, no, I got to get up these stairs. I'm going to take the socks off. I got to keep climbing up these stairs. These guys are so fucking stupid, which is another thing that it adds to the hilarity. It's very fun. It's very exciting. But if these guys are capable enough people to have robbed what seems like hundreds, 
tens of houses. Multiple. They are not going to just continue to barrel through these booby traps. This is the, way the one, they do. though. This is the one. They want the golden goose. They could have still got it. Also, they don't have guns. They probably just True. have guns. Well, that's that becomes a whole different thing. We're talking arm drop. We're talking different charges when you get yeah maybe that's true can't well, be bringing guns in the places and i shit. didn't think of that yeah there's no way he's going to keep going up those steps he's probably going oh tar on these steps because we'll go around and go in the front door yeah yeah hey marv uh also, go around also the ice wouldn't freeze that quick on the steps um they never at any point their their eye line never gets below their nose and at no point in this entire time do these guys ever look down nope their their sight line is never below 180 degrees. It is straight ahead, never looking like down or up <laughs> at any point in time. We're talking very negatively about this movie. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just picking it apart. It's a kids' movie. It's you know, it's a little stupid, but it's great. Yeah, it's very fun. Talk Those to- things are not what it's about. That's no, not really no. important. But it's say- not played up to be a very serious, realistic movie. Stop right now. Say something nice about Home Alone. Uh, it's heartwarming and it's very funny. Um, Joe Pesci's a great actor. Say something nice about a story detail of Home Alone. Um, a plot, like an actual detail of, of the plot of the movie. I just think in general, the arc of him hating his family and then yes. coming around on it to uh, realize that he needs them and loves them very much is a heartwarming, lovely yeah. lesson for anyone to learn. Lovely and arc. Something to remember around the holidays. Hey, remember, remember these holidays. Be thankful. Be thankful know? for your family. Um, I think the... The uh, shout out to those stunt guys taking those falls on those stairs in the ice. They are eating shit. Yeah, and one I caught this. You can see the guy uh, Joe Pesci's stunt double. He flies up and his jacket flies up. You can see all the padding on his really? back when he fought. Oh, you he can see it blats on his back. I think I've seen an interview with him. Like they're actually they just padded back on concrete taking it. those falls. He said he did that like fourteen times. Rough. There's one of them where he goes top step all yeah. the way back down. Yes. It is rough. Yeah, yeah, very rough. I like that whole trying to get in the front door with the hot, uh, mm-hmm. the handle, and then the blowtorch. The blowtorch is, is great. Is funny. That's it's very a, funny. I think that's a good. <laughs> it's, it's it's so stupid that he just sits there for fifteen <laughs> seconds and takes it, but it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, very funny. I mean, um, this whole movie is like a, a Looney Tunes cartoon. Basically. Yeah, it's like slapsticky. Yeah, you know, like it's booby trap. Yeah. It's delightful. Yeah, it really is. Um, then he does the tar and feather. <laughs> Uh, paint cans. Mm-hmm. The iron hits what's oh, his face yep, in the in face. The ba- in the basement, yeah. Uh, if that's not hot, would that leave a mark like that on his face? But it looks great. I think it is. Isn't it hot? Isn't it plugged in? I don't think so. Maybe it is. It wouldn't leave a mark if it wasn't hot. How long think. of a cord is that on that thing? If Extension cord, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, Relax. When he steps on that nail, that made me cringe. Yeah, you um, did cringe. You probably, didn't like, You didn't like that at all. Maybe just look down. Probably look down. It was dark, though. Yeah, it was you dark. See it. You just had to get at those steps. Um, <laughs> you pointed this out. The way he stomps on those ornaments when he comes in. he comes. Marv goes in the window. He sets up he all these ornaments. He sees an open window. He's like, ooh, this is my chance. He gets in that door, and he stomps as forcefully down as he can as soon as he gets he in there. Smashes those ornaments. Doesn't yeah. tiptoe in. Nope. Stomps as hard as he possibly can. Yeah. Well, whoops. You gotta be quiet getting in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. 
Um, the <laughs> the gets him to the attic and he zip lines zip across, lines across is fucking incredible. That rules. That does rule. But then, <laughs> of all the courses of action that these wet bandits could take, the fact that they're like, I'm going to climb across I'm going to shimmy across the rope to the treehouse. You saw all the booby traps on the way in. Just Literally, all these booby traps would be avoidable if you just looked down. You could have just gone outside, gone up the stairs. It's a tough, tough call. Tough call there these, for these Marvin These two guys Harry. are, uh, you know... Two of the dumber people you'll ever meet. It's incredible how stupid they are. Yeah. Which adds to it. It's funny. Stupid yeah. people are funny. And of course, like any normal bill will just overpower some kid. Like, obviously, they, obviously. they can't be normal functioning people. Yeah. They have to be real dipshits. Yeah. But anyway, he cuts the rope and they fall, swing into the house. The. I think the what what'd you think of like the what do you think the arc of old man Marley? Was it Marley? Did you expect that to him to yeah, the first time um, you saw it? I mean, after after the church scene, yeah. I absolutely expected him to save him or contribute something at the end of the movie. It would have been disappointed had he not. It wouldn't have really made any sense. Uh it is a little weird. It doesn't totally Jive with the rest of the movie, but all you know, it's making making amends with your family. Another is the nice whole, message. Making him well, you know, their message is the same. You know, yeah. they're they're old, they're different, but they're the same. Yeah, we're all not that different from each other, folks. Yeah. We all can find some commonality. We all murder people and stuff them in stuff tra- in tra- trash, trash cans, and cans full of salt. But you know, not that I part s- though. Still not, can, not at the holidays, at least. I can still talk to my son though. Yeah, not a total be animal. An yeah, so he saves him. They get caught. Basically, the end of the movie. His mom yeah. gets home the next morning. Uh, family comes home. Everyone's like, well, we missed you, Kevo. That's Pretty cool you didn't burn the place down. Pretty cool you didn't burn the place down. Thanks, Buzz. Oh, iconic line. Uh, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Woof. <laughs> um, so he just cleaned everything up? Yeah, that's the other thing. Did he clean the house up? It seemed like it was pretty spotless. Seemed like he just found that tooth, but he left Buzz's room in absolute shambles. He did, yeah. Why? I wrote this down. Why did he send the cops next door? Why did he not want? He, it's like he wanted to totally disconnect from any of that activity at all. He didn't tell his family that we see. He didn't. The they get caught at the neighbor's house. He wasn't. So it's like I don't know. I don't understand that. Why did he send them over there? I don't know. Didn't tell the family. I guess he just didn't want everyone to freak out. I don't know. I don't know. Because he acts like the neighbor. He said, this is Murphy, whatever. I'm being robbed. And he sends them over there and they get caught. I don't know. I thought that was kind of odd. Yeah, and he tries to hide it from the entire family. Cleans everything up. Don't know how he got the tar off those steps. Everything else, though. I mean, you could pick everything else up, I guess. Not a lot of not a quick turnaround time there. No, um, it was late. They uh, didn't get there till nine. Yeah, that's true. Got a grade for me? Don't. Uh, eighty out of a hundred. Okay, I was gonna say, watch your step. You're, eighty out of a hundred. All right. It's a delightful, wistful Christmas. I rob. feel like we didn't talk about it like it was an eighty out of a hundred. No, we did kind of shit on it. We we approached it a little more realistically than we should have. Here's the thing: this movie is delightful. It's a cartoon. Don't go into it thinking it's going to... I mean, everyone that's listening to this has seen it. Everyone's seen it. It's a cartoon. 
It's a romp. It's fun. It's quirky. It's just it's, a, it's goofy as hell. Everyone's everyone listening has seen the movie and loves the movie because you can't not. So what are we gonna do? Be like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. So it's, let's pick, I think it's let's more fun, the more fun to like alone. make fun of it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not perfect. It's delightful. It's a lot did you of fun. Have a, it's did you an have, easy rewatch. Did you have a favorite scene? I mean, obviously the end with the booby traps is great. I love the scene at the grocery store. I love. What other scenes do I this, really like? Is this toothbrush certified by the dental? Is this toothbrush certified um, again. Another cop that just could have ran him down. Yeah, he was a big fat lummox yeah, though, so maybe that's why. A big. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's got to be the last scene. What, what What's your favorite scene? I like the one where he's combing his hair in the mirror. That's pretty funny. Good Ooh, scene. I like uh, a little uh, and pre booby trap. Booby trap is when he's got all the mannequins and he's acting like Excellent the house is scene. full. That is the best scene. You're pulling right. all the strings. That's a great scene. Yeah. That is really good. I think the beauty of this is that it's all just realistic enough that a small kid watching this would be like, I could do this. Yeah. I could take out some motherfuckers. It probably it probably got some children murdered, this movie. They're like, I can do it. <laughs> okay. You don't think? God damn, I don't you don't think, think so, kid, dude. You don't I, think a kid took some took some justice into his own hands? <laughs> maybe tried pulling some shit on his parents? Maybe. Maybe some kid Booby killed trap their parents? for sure. Yeah. Booby yeah. trap for sure. Yeah. He's um, like, hey, if I drop a hot iron on my dad's face, it'll probably just hurt him. That'll teach him to ground me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was an act. Uh, the scene with the grocery store clerk is very funny. I love that. And when he's when he's miming dancing in the that's number one. That is incredible. Any of any of the worst scenes? What do you think? Hmm. Worst scenes. So you could go one of two ways with the uh, the delivery driver and with talking with the movie like that's it's pretty yeah. nitpicky to call it uh, yeah I like it I lean that way but you could call that one of the worst scenes if you don't want to yeah that's the thing about this movie there's not really a lot of just uh, outwardly bad shit in it that I can really think of I can nitpick the hell out of the whole thing but I can't point to anything and say right. that it's inherently objectively bad right. That's fair. Uh, any worst performances? That you <laughs> a lot of good ones. I think Macaulay Culkin's a little overrated in this movie. Really? I think he's a little bit. It's I, a thought, little, I think he's good. He is. I don't know. I just it didn't didn't jive with me a ton. It's fine. Not the worst. That's the thing. All the actors in this movie are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Not a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Shout out Gus Polinsky. Yeah. Poker King in the Midwest. Um. I think that's about it i would give it like 86 87 88 somewhere in there upper 80s i would say yeah this is very christmasy the rewatchability's through the roof ooh, ooh. it's aged pretty well another good scene a lot of stuff a lot of little stuff that that you forget about when he goes and talks to the uh the elf and local santa and he gets the tic tacs he asks mm, for the, the guy's car breaks the down scumbag santa that's <laughs> pretty funny yeah pretty good yeah. Hold out your little paw. Yeah. And gives him a couple Tic Tacs. Yeah. Pretty fun. Um, why is his uncle such a piece of shit? That guy fucking sucks. He's the worst. Why is he such a prick? <laughs> He's such a fucking piece of why shit. Why is he so mean to Kevin? He's a fucking mooch, too. Yeah, that's... He's a fucking... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a broke, 
mean old man. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. The sun wets the bed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not sleeping. The fuller he wets the bed. I don't think at the beginning is a little aggressive that all his family just absolutely despises him. Trashes him. The other thing to remember about this, it's a kid's movie. They have to make it very obvious yep. what's going on. They really got to hit you in the face with it. has to hit you in the face True. with it. There's not as much room for subtlety in a kid's movie. It is True. what it is. Uh, yeah, but his family absolutely fucking hates him. One thing, when they're packing up that I noticed that's just a totally random thing, is his brother, the redheaded one, not Buzz, but the other mm-hmm. one, is packing up and he's in the bathroom. He takes his toothbrush and he just sticks, sticks it in, in his, his pocket. What kind of fucking psycho shit is that? Yeah. That's, that is demented. Yeah, I love a good love a good pocket lint with my. I mean, paste. that's the kid to worry about. Yeah, that's the kid that's going to be putting kids in a salted yeah, trash. Let's get can. him looked at. Let's let's get him evaluated. Psychopath behavior. Yeah, that's can't do that. Can't have that at all. Can't do it. Very weird. Ooh, I didn't like Buzz that much. I think he's a, not a very good performance, yeah, in my opinion. I'd agree. It's a little... It's very of the time. Every kid's movie had a character like that that's just outwardly mean for and really his, no reason. All of his delivery on shit is so weird and like offbeat, it feels like. It was, it was just odd. I think a lot of the dialogue in general between the kids is very... It's not very good. ...stop yeah. and go. Yeah. Because they're fucking kids, they're kids. and it's, it's, hard it's hard for kids to act. You got a ton of, ton of them running around, too. Yeah. It's hard a lot of moving parts with Kia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of. It seems like the children are reading the lines and not acting because they're fucking children. Yeah, that's true. Movies with children, trash. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Learn to act, you little yeah, fucking you twerps. Hacks. You fucking twerps. Uh, anything else? Uh, obviously, Home Alone is moving on yeah. in the bracket. In this, we both agree. Um, let's go ahead and put out. A we'll put out a poll on our Instagram. In this case, Home Alone is advancing. If we do need a third uh, voice, if we disagree on one of these, which we could when the seeds get a little closer, we'll defer to the Instagram vote. Is that fine? Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I think we hold final judgment. Sure, I mean, um, but if we like really disagree and don't yeah. don't want it, we yeah. can we can lean on that. So go to our Instagram thoughts and friends on Instagram. Cast your vote. Um, thinking it might be Home Alone. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute fucking bloodbath, I yeah. think. Uh, we'll, we're doing Bachelorette on... It'll be out on Wednesday, and then we'll do our Friday show with... Die Hard Lethal Weapon, baby. I've only seen Die Hard once, and I've never seen Lethal Weapon, so I'm interested. You're in for a treat. That's yeah. going to be a hard one I don't, to, yeah, to I, delegate, I, I think. I enjoyed Die Hard. I'm excited to watch it again. Never seen Lethal Weapon, so... We'll see. My, I'm totally wide open with what my choice could be. I don't know. I have no idea which way I'll lean. I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners either. I love them both. They're both really good. All right. Um, Home Alone moving on. Uh, we'll At the end of the month, we'll do the rest of the bracket, but that's a little ways away from now. Again, if you're listening to this and you want to come on and talk about these movies, we have someone lined up for the Elf episode already, so that episode is taken. Now that you've listened to how we're going to do this, it's just a total rambling nonsense, so... Come on and ramble. Don't be afraid. We're fucking we dumbasses. Don't have, we don't have good opinions damn or thoughts about any of this. We just rambled in circles and now we're done. So come and ramble and talk about movies with us. Okay. That it? Later, alligator. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Leave the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change. Ah, oh, shit. You blew it.